The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Hello and welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I'm Wayne Shepherd, and we don't shy away from the difficult subjects here on this program, Percy. Well, the subject matter of cancer has difficult components and elements to it, and it is the reason why we have this format and this platform so we can talk about all things relevant to the cancer paradigm. We're going to talk about the combination of prayer and medicine today. Now, on the surface, that may not sound controversial, but for some people it can be. Well, you know, 20 plus years ago, it was a very controversial combination to try to uh, factor together and, and see how those work together. Today, I think it's it's more common for people to embrace the reality or the potentiality, I should say, of having uh, prayer and medicine work together in a healthy, balanced way. I know that yeah. there are now uh, more and more younger physicians who are in the field and practice of medicine who are very open to the idea of prayer and faith being a part of support for patients. And, and again, I think the key to it is being balanced mm -hmm. and being respectful of both disciplines yeah. and understanding their role and how they interact with each other. Yeah, I think regardless of your theological position, you have to understand there is a dynamic between the two, between prayer, which is supernatural, and the natural, you know, if, if you will, uh, world of medicine. You know, my personal opinion has always been who's controlling the conversation or who's controlling, who's the DJ here? Who's spinning yeah, the music? Yeah, yeah. And, and that, that conflict <laughs> and that fight has been what really has been the bigger issue. And here we're talking about a marriage and a balance of interfacing one with another in a way that's in the best interest of the person that's caught in between the two disciplines. And that's the person who's most important. That's the patient. Yep. Well, I know personally, if I'm in a medical need, I'm going to take some medicine and I'm going to pray about it at the same time. Absolutely. <laughs> I know you will too. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> right. my friend. All right. We'll introduce your guest here in just a few moments, but we want to make available to our listeners our free resource of the week, Inspirational Thoughts for Cancer Patients. And this particular uh, free downloadable resource, again, is to encourage people around things that will inspire them as well as others that they can inspire in the midst of the cancer conversation. And I'll simply say this as we move forward is that uh, the word inspire means to breathe in in the original Greek etymology, which simply is, is, is resuscitation. When people breathe out or if, if a person passes away, we'll say that they breathe their last breath. We're trying to breathe into individuals who are caring for cancer patients and for cancer patients themselves uh, the ability to have breath blown into them that is resuscitating and helping them to breathe and maneuver through the dynamics and the rigors of treatment and care. So these are just some thoughts that will hopefully do that and give people new life, new energy as they work through the day-to-day -day rigors of that process. I like what you write in this resource. If you are a patient or a loved one impacted by cancer, it is a life-altering experience. A daily dose of inspiration can significantly impact your outlook and can help equip you for your cancer journey. Wherever you are, the message is clear. Don't give up. Absolutely. Imagine going a day or a minute without a breath, being able to breathe. Hmm. 
we're, we're, we're hopefully providing new breath or new life that will allow people to continue to move through the process of not giving up. So this collection of scriptures and inspirational thoughts can really be an encouragement to you. Download it now at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Once again, healthhopeandinspiration.com. And however you found this podcast, thank you for listening today. Yes, indeed. We want you to continue to know that these uh, programs are being designed specifically for the faith community of individuals dealing with uh, issues of cancer. And we thank you for, for finding us and sharing with others on how they can find us as we continue to reach the masses with this message. At Cancer Treatment Centers of America, spiritual support is provided as desired by the patient. With hospitals in Atlanta and Chicago and Philadelphia and Phoenix and Tulsa, Cancer Treatment Centers of America takes an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. I hope you'll visit our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Simply call the phone number at the top of our homepage. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. And for inspiration, we turn to the scriptures. Our inspirational spiritual nugget for today is found in 2 Timothy, the first chapter, verses 6 and 7, and it reads as follows. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Verse 7 is our operative verse. Uh, whatever that gift of God is, faith, hope, etc. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power. The Greek word for the word power is the word deutimus, which is where we get our word dynamite, dynamite from. Dynamite, yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And what everyone is going to need in the midst of a hardship and a challenge is knowing that they have the the spirit of God's power working in them to help them navigate through difficult times. Let's turn to our special guest today. Percy always uh, takes that roving microphone around the country and brings these guests back to us here on the podcast. Today, you take it to Nashville, Tennessee, and sit down at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention. So let's listen into your conversation with your guest. Well, with me here is Ozzie Mills, the Vice President of Global Communications and Marketing at Oral Roberts University, as well as the Executive Director of Empowered 21. Thank you for joining us on being on our show. Great to be with you, Percy. It's uh, always exciting to be talking about subjects that you care about. With that being said, the way that I want to frame this discussion is I met you for the first time just a week ago at the uh, Pentecostal Charismatic Churches of Nation North America's conference. First time that I'd ever been there, and it's the first time I've met you. And uh, you're a pretty high-powered guy. You're doing a lot of stuff, obviously. You work for a very high-powered organization. But more than that, the Cancer Treatment Centers of America has a long and abiding relationship with Oral Roberts University. Uh, and if I could give a backdrop to that before I introduce where I want to go with our conversation, our second facility and hospital in Tulsa, Oklahoma, actually was housed inside of the old City of Faith 
hospital that Dr. Roberts built. And, and of course, his vision was incorporating the idea of medicine and faith and science and prayer together to work hand in hand, not to be opposed to one another. And uh, that vision was, as we know, was groundbreaking. And to be able to be one of the first hospitals that actually worked in that building that was designed for that purpose, and I actually worked in that facility, I can say that there were some very powerful moments and experiences that I had there at that facility. And now the Cancer Treatment Centers of America has built their own building just a couple of miles down the street. But it lends me to the point of you and I had a discussion last week that you came to me after a presentation. And again, I want to paraphrase the comment that said something to the effect of the work that I'm doing with regard to our journey of hope and training uh, churches and pastors and spiritual leaders to be equipped to really have a very practical and pragmatic conversation around the dynamics of faith and spirituality, but medicine and science, uh, grieving, death and dying, and all that goes into the conversation of of health-related matters specifically to cancer, your comment to me was something along the lines of, this is an important dialogue and conversation that I'd like to somehow incorporate uh, with your sphere of influence and, and the individuals that you work with, which is worldwide. Let's talk about that and expand and open that up a little bit with regard to your thoughts and your feelings on what you heard and your thinking about faith, spirituality, medicine, and science. You know, Percy, thank you for that uh Amazing introduction. I don't know who that person is you introduced, but whoever he is sounds like a pretty good guy. Yeah, he's nice looking and well-dressed, well, too. No, well-dressed, <laughs> I don't know. But I will say the reason why this topic has uh, pushed me uh, for, for s several reasons, but the key is when I came to Oral Roberts University as a student, uh, 1979, I heard, heard Oral Roberts say these words, something good is going to happen to you. And I remember thinking over and over again, he would say it, whether it would be in a chapel service, national television, in a dorm room, Vespers, wherever he was, he would say, something good is going to happen to you. Yeah. And I couldn't kind of resonate, that didn't resonate much with me because I came out of poverty. Okay. See, to come to Oral Roberts University. So I came from Kingston, Jamaica. We had gang warfare mm. the year I left. There was the Trenchtown Wars, it was Tivoli Gardens, yeah. it was people killing people. And I was, I'm one of those people, so these are my people I'm talking about. Sure. And I didn't see something good happening. At that point. At that point. I didn't. I couldn't resonate the two. Yeah, yeah. And I had to, it took me a while to understand what Oral Roberts was saying. Okay. What he was saying was, regardless, Romans 8.28 is what he was really quoting. Yeah. That all, God, all, all things, things work together for good for those that are called according to his purpose. Yes. So you have to line yourself up with his purpose. And then a few years later, Oral Roberts introduced this amazing concept of prayer and medicine. Yeah, he did. Working hand. How does that work? Hmm. So now, on one hand, you had all the charismatic and Pentecostal saying, Oral Roberts, you're crazy. Then you had the scientists saying, you're really crazy. Right. But here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, we opened this, unit, this, this hospital that was praying for God to heal your body, yes. but yet praying for the surgeon. So no matter how it leveraged itself or it turned out, God was doing something good in your life. And so for me, that conversation has dimmed. 
in the last decade or two decades. Interesting. And that's where I want to go. I want to talk about that because obviously the focus of my work now 20 plus years uh, within the halls of the Cancer Treatment Centers of America is focused on specifically dealing with cancer uh, and, the, and the plight of cancer. 1.5 million people estimated to be diagnosed with cancer in 2018 according to the American Cancer Society. One out of every two men, one out of every three women are speculated to be diagnosed with cancer according to that same agency. We have now calculated some statistics to suggest four to eight people out of that number is gonna be sitting inside of a local church somewhere across the country, and that's not even including the world. If that focal point, that persuasion, that school of thought has dimmed, what do we need to do today to regenerate that school of thought that Or Roberts, Dr. Roberts, perpetuated and that I live and that I function through every day within a actual medical facility. We believe that it is an element that supports the agency of medicine and science and they're not opposed one to another. That still is not a popular conversation. No, it isn't. And I, I think a lot of medical professionals have pushed it down as in the clergy has said, you know what, we got to believe either one or the other. Correct. But I do believe that God is trying to say, y'all, I am here with the best of both worlds. Mm. I will bring you the best surgeon. I will bring you the best healing. Yes. And they can work together, hand in hand. At Oral Roberts University, we have the praying hands. We yes. get lots of people make fun of it. We even make fun that <laughs> at noon, 12 noon, every Thursday they clap. <laughs> uh, but one stands for prayer and the other stands for medicine. Mm. And so together, their hands together, is that that's what God's perfect plan is. And sometimes we as believers, we believe we got to pray for healing yes. or nothing. But God teaches us that his perfect will could be that in eternity, you are resurrected hmm. and you're healed or you're healed now. Yes. Or there's a process. Yes. So just because you don't immediately get healed doesn't mean that God's plan for you isn't complete healing at the resurrection. And for me, and, and being in ministry, I've pastored a church. I, I come from the south side of Chicago. When you talked about uh, some of your humble beginnings in Kingston, Jamaica, I come from the rough streets of the south side of Chicago. So I could really resonate with some of the dynamics of that kind of cultural and social dynamic and backdrop. Uh, but the pro one of the things that I've noticed is that, that we are still struggling from a faith-based perspective with an all-or-nothing proposition around healing. And I think we even need to rework the definition of healing, if you will, because healing does not necessarily mean that you are completely absolved from the effects negatively of sickness and disease in this particular time, as you said. There may be other elements of things that God is healing, restoring, families, relationships, uh, et cetera, et cetera, despite the fact that sickness and disease still may be taking its course, doesn't mean that God's not part of that process, That's and right. it doesn't mean that God That's is right. not involved in that situation. But we still grade, if you will, as a batting average, whether the person received healing as an absolute separation from their sickness and disease, or if they don't, we count that as a loss. Right. And that's such a shame. I, I believe this. We live in a fallen world. When we were in the Garden of Eden, yes. there was no sickness. There was no sin. That is correct. There was no disease. There correct. was no need for a cancer treatment centers of America. <laughs> yeah. Because we were whole. Yes. But then we took a bite of the apple. Yes. Sin came into the world. Yes. And since then, God has been about restoring that relationship with humankind. And 
when we our bodies are broken, we suffer the consequences of living in a broken world. Yes. And those are irreversible. It's like gravity. You jump off a tall building, you're going to fall and you're <laughs> going to die. Absolutely. We are living in a consequential age. But I will say, I know, especially in your next segment, you're going to be talking to a dear friend of mine. Yes. Who firsthand has seen God's hand. Yes. Interacting with man's hand. Absolutely. At Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Yes. And in that, um, and we talk to patients and we interview patients all the time who tell us their success stories. And so we want to be very balanced with our message here, but we want to be very clear. Um, I was at a major um, kind of word of faith charismatic conference and I uh, had my booth and I was, you know, talking about and promoting my program and I had a lady who argued me down. Why don't you just teach people how to receive healing and just walk by faith? Everybody, everybody that I pray for gets healed. Oh, oh. And I said to her, and forgive me, I said, that's not true. And your batting average is not a thousand percent. I want to be clear with the message that we're saying. We believe in healing. We believe that God is a healer. I've seen it happen. I've been part of that process. And we'll get into that conversation in our next segment. But with respect to the, the counterbalance of this, we also need to equip and prepare our local churches and our community around the fact that if that doesn't happen, we first of all don't lose our faith, we don't give up on God, and we don't question the fact that God is not part of that process. What say you about that? I say that it's important for us to be transparent. The days of hiding your sickness mm. or your disease are over. Which happens a lot. It has That's happened, right. particularly with major spiritual leaders you in know, our countries that I, we love. I have such great respect for Louis Palau. I don't know uh, if you follow the story, sure. but he recently got the award here mm -hmm. for Lifetime Achievement. Yes. And his son stood, Andrew stood there and said, my dad cannot make it. Yes. He's fighting cancer. Yes. Could we pray for him? Absolutely. Could we stand in faith believing that the doctors would have the cure that God provides. Amen. So I think finally this message that it's okay to come out of the closet, yes. so to speak, and fight cancer or whatever disease you may have right. with prayer and medicine yes. walking hand in hand. I think the day is dawning when that's becoming a part of our landscape and open for discussion. It is important that the faith community become more engaged and aware and not uh, we not hide behind the wall of silence, but also understand the moving dynamics of it's important to, to align ourselves with medicine and science and healthcare, and not put that in an obscure conversation in the corner while we, while we wave the faith banner and, and, and just simply say we're standing on our faith and behind our faith. And then you've just articulated that very well. In our closing minutes, my friend, uh, what would be uh, the final thing that you would uh, like to say to our audience with regard to your reach, your scope, you're international. You're in Johannesburg, you were telling me, and you'll soon be in Israel doing some things. Um, do we have a word for the nations at this point? Do we have a message for the world with regard to this? The God we serve is a God of power. He's omnipresent. He's omnipotent. He is not bound by our thought or by our processes. Oftentimes, we tend to put God in a box. Yeah, we do. We're going to pray for the sick and they're going to recover. But maybe what God wants to do is bring along a medical solution mm -hmm. to that problem. 
I want to take my hat off to you, Percy, and those at Cancer Treater, Treatment Centers of America to say, you are exploring how to bring prayer into this medical, what has been a medical conversation. Yes. And the power of the presence of the Holy Spirit into this conversation. And I believe that God is ready to unleash a wave of miracles mm. across this country and across the world when we align ourselves with prayer being the focal point along with his medicine as part of his ultimate plan for our life. And with that, you have just heard from Ozzie Mills, Vice President of Global Communications and Marketing at Oral Roberts University and Executive Director of Empower 21. I thank you for the newfound relationship and potential partnership of carrying this balanced message of prayer, faith, medicine, and science as we continue to minister to the needs of our people. God bless you in all that you do. Thank you for having me, Percy. Great to be with you. Appreciate that conversation, Percy, with Ozzy there. It was very helpful. It was, and Ozzy is a, is a great new friend uh, who has a, a international reach with his work and his scope at the Oral Roberts University uh, with regard to some of the things that he is doing as uh, a person who's spreading the word about God and love and faith and power and actually to a new generation of believers worldwide. And we, we really uh, struck a nice relationship in terms of yeah. talking about the interests of this conversation. Well, he mentioned a good friend of mine, Luis Palau, and I've uh, been in several countries of the world with Luis, watching him evangelize and, uh, and preach the word. And now, of course, Luis has cancer himself. Yeah. And uh, the Lord's using his testimony now in a whole new way. Absolutely. We, we know he's been one of the, the more powerful global ministers uh, and lead, spiritual leaders out here on the forefront, uh, delivering the words of salvation and redemption uh, to, the, to the masses. And of course, he's now uh, walking his battle and his journey dealing with cancer and how he has publicized that. And he's openly talked about it in ways that historically what's important is that we, you know, historically our spiritual leaders of prominence would have never necessarily done. And I think for many different reasons, but for him, he has made that public. He's letting people know that he's still trusting and believing in God. And I'm sure that he's doing some type of medical process. But again, understanding that the people of faith and our leaders are also dealing with the same maladies and afflictions that everyday normal people are dealing with because cancer and sickness and disease is no respecter of person. That's true. That's really true. We're talking about prayer and medicine today on the program. I want to unpack that conversation with Ozzy here in just a moment with you, Percy, but I also want to remind our listeners that this podcast is made possible by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, where they treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling the phone number at the top of our homepage. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. And that's also the website to download our free resource, Inspirational Thoughts for Cancer Patients, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, that was a wonderful conversation. It was. And what was interesting, if I can give a little history and context, 
Uh, I met uh, Ozzie Mills shortly before, the week actually before we actually did that interview at the Pentecostal Charismatic Churches of North America Conference. It was the first time that I had uh, been invited there and had a, a wonderful time. And I made a presentation with regard to the work that we talk about regularly on the show, the Our Journey of Hope, uh-huh. Cancer Care Leadership Training Program, and of course, the podcast, and received uh, a very good response of churches who are of a certain uh, ilk, if you will, from a theological perspective around divine healing and health and wellness right. as a focus. And I had many individuals come to me after that presentation to say, yes, uh, I agree. We really need to expand this conversation and and have some more dialogue around counterbalancing and, and recalibrating uh, the idea of what divine healing is and how does that operate and function, but being equipped as a local faith community with being able to address the potentiality that divine healing may not take place for whatever reason. And Ozzy was one of the people who stopped me in the halls and said, this is a con- this is a necessary conversation that needs to be put back on the table. Good for him. And I want to engage with you and possibly partner with you in some of the outreach that I'm doing. He's working in Johannesburg, Africa, in Israel, in Jerusalem, and other places with the work that he's doing out of Oral Roberts. And, of course, he gave us the historical back drop yes. of Dr. Roberts, who basically introduced the idea back in the 70s that prayer and medicine can partner together yeah. and not fight against I each didn't other. know about the hands, the praying hands. That, an, that was interesting. It was. And I want to be honest, I'm, I'm not from this theological world, but I appreciated the, the sense of balance that the two of you brought to the conversation. That, that's been my goal, and that was what I believe that the Lord charged me with many years ago, though I didn't understand the depth and the width and the breadth and the scope of that. Because I was working inside of a healthcare organization who had respect for the fact that prayer and religion could play a part in the process of the healing mm-hmm. element of medicine and science with a with a with a proper balance and a respectful balance of the two working together. So that being said, uh, he he was very interested coming from that orientation from a, a, a theological trained perspective of what Dr. Roberts basically introduced to the world and uh, wanted to to see how we could further that conversation. So we brought him on yeah. the show. Well, what was the takeaway for you personally? Well, the takeaway for me simply is this. And again, we've, we've stated it many different ways and many different times. And I want to make sure that I'm very clear. Number one, uh, prayer and medicine or prayer and religion is not a substitute for good medical care. I want to that that is the official position of the sponsors of the program, Cancer Treatment Centers of America. It is my calibrated theological and balanced perspective, having gone through uh, the corridors of that theological uh, reference point that I've seen many well-intended uh, believers who thought only utilizing their faith in mm-hmm. whatever context they thought that they were exercising that was all that they needed to do right. and in many cases really suffered some 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 not pleasant uh, experiences that was if that could have been counterbalanced with uh, being being confident and being comfortable with the world of medicine and science and not excluding that because it appeared to be negating their faith and that God would not honor their faith uh, is huge and important because I've seen many wonderful people suffer as a result of that, that we can live a bal- in a balanced world of having those two disciplines work with one another as we move forward with this conversation. All right. Well, again, I, I really appreciate the conversation today with you and your conversation with Ozzie Mills here on the program. 
Um, can we go back to that scripture you read earlier? I, I'd love to hear that again. Absolutely, because what's driving the recalibration is, of, of this discussion is fear. The yeah. fear of sickness and yes. disease. Yes. The fear of the potential of what may happen as a result of that. And the fear or uncertainty of the medical community not necessarily sound religious and spiritual, but the practices and the precepts of medicine and science are God-given gifts from above. So the scripture that we utilize to kind of bring a balance in our thinking theologically and spiritually is 2 Timothy, the first chapter, verses 6 and 7. Therefore, I remind you, praise God, we need to be reminded for you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Paul is talking about that there are gifts that God has provided to us and given to us. And in that he says, for verse 7, for God has, what God has not given us is the spirit of of fear. Mm -mm. Fear doesn't come from God, but fear is a very real dynamic from a human perspective that we've got to work through and counterbalance. But God didn't give us the spirit of fear, but what he has given us is the spirit of the Greek word dunamis or power and love and of a sound mind that allows us to feel equipped and empowered to face our fears and to face the things that we are challenged by and not run from them Understanding that at the end of the day, God is with us, for us, and he's working through us. And potentially we can have victory and success and not hide behind our faith and say, listen, the Lord is just working it out. Nope. We're standing boldly declaring today that God is working with my doctors. He's working with medicine and science, and he's working with me through his spirit to allow me to potentially be an overcomer. That speaks to us loud and clear. It really does. Hey, one more time, go to the website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Look for Inspirational Thoughts for Cancer Patients, a collection of inspiring quotes and scriptures to inject fresh hope into your spirit and bless you to be a blessing to others. Inspiring Thoughts for Cancer Patients at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Reverend Percy McRae, Pastor P, great to be with you today. Yes, remember, we want to inspire or breathe in new breath and new life and you. Hold on and keep the faith. A better day potentially is still ahead for you. Thanks for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.